Welcome to the Travel Plus Loyalty Podcast. We are again ready with our Monday morning update. Today our news update is about US that will open up for travel, Norwegian startup Flyer are fully financed and gets its first Boeing 737 in May, the Easter week has shown a 74% more bookings in Denmark than compared to 2019, and last, Boeing gets a giant 737 MAX order. In our deep dive history this morning, we'll take a look on the travel trends for spring and summer. We have Mia Wilson, an expert who works with Expedia with us in the studio, and she will share the numbers and trends seen from Expedia's point of view. Expedia is a world-leading booking portal, and we should be able to get some good ideas on how current travel markets are progressing. Your hosts today are Alan Hovery, who will lead the deep dive, and Henrik Olsen, who will give you the news update. First, our news update. US will open up for travel. Fully vaccinated Americans can travel with a low risk. This is said by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC. They should still wear a mask, but no quarantines are necessary. The agency said in a new guidance based on the efficiency of the vaccines given. Americans who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 can safely travel at home and abroad, as long as they take the basic precautions like wearing a mask. But still, most countries cannot travel to the US. Amongst others are people from Denmark, Norway and Sweden. We still have to wait for the US to open up again. Norwegian startup Flyr gets its first Boeing 737 in May. The startup airline Flyr has successfully raised 70 million US dollars in an initial public offering in Oslo. The airline, which has its eye on beginning flights in mid-2021, will try to exploit opportunities as the local competitor, Norwegian Air, restructures and downsizes. Flyr will receive its first Boeing 737 aircraft in early May. The aircraft will fly to Oslo Airport, following Flyr's signing of a letter of intent for two 737-800 aircrafts. Soon after the first aircraft arrives in Oslo, Flyr will finalize a few formalities and receive its operating license, the so-called AOC, from the civil aviation authorities. Additional airplanes will come in June. Some Easter travel numbers so far. In Denmark, there was 74% more bookings for stays in Denmark compared to last year. Many have also pre-booked their Easter holidays around the country. In Norway, only 8,663 Norwegians travels abroad in the first days of Easter. They went to Poland, Germany, the Netherlands, and only a few actually went to Spain. Boeing may see the light ahead in the tunnel. They saw last week a giant 737 MAX order from Southwest Airline. Southwest Airline has settled on the 737 MAX version 7 as the successor of its 737-700 fleet. They finalized an order with the manufacturer Monday for 100 aircraft and options for 155 more. The deal brings Southwest new Boeing 737 MAX order up to a total of 349 aircraft. 
the order consists of 200 of the smaller Max 7s and a total of 149 of the larger Max 8s. There is an additional 270 Max aircraft that is also available to Southwest as an option between 2021 and 2031. Now it's time for our Monday morning deep dive. Today it's about how the travel trends currently develops and our guest is Mie Wilson, who are representing Expedia. It is Alan Hoffrey who talks with Mie about the numbers and the new trends that are seen. Welcome to the podcast of today. Uh, we have the world's leading uh, hotel booking site, Expedia, uh, attending our podcast. So uh, we have Mia Wilson in uh, joining us. Uh, Mia, tell us a bit about Expedia. Yes. Uh, well, I have been representing Expedia TAAP in Scandinavia for the past 11 years. Um, Expedia TAAP is a, is a part of Expedia that is minded towards travel agents and or affiliates. So in, in effect, it's a filter over the, the regular Expedia site that is based uh, or that is forwarded to consumers that travel agents can book via or companies can book via and earn commission and get access to special prices on uh, mainly hotel deals, but also some, some subcategories such as uh, car rental and destinational services. So what exactly is your job in the organization? My job is to plan communication, uh, marketing, to stay uh, on top of trends, to analyze data, and to aid uh, mainly travel agents, but also some larger companies in um, booking uh, Expedia in the most efficient way. Are you covering only Denmark? Are you covering a larger area? Um, we cover Scandinavia as a whole, okay. so Denmark, Sweden, and Norway. Are they different? <laughs> <laughs> they are vastly different. Even within their own countries, they are different. Um, we uh, we especially learned that um, when we started out, we started with Sweden. Um, and uh, it was just me as a Dane who spoke a, a nice Swedish. Um, and it wasn't working out. I was mainly doing telemarketing, so I was calling travel agencies or companies, asking them to book with Expedia, and they were very polite, but uh, they didn't book, even though it was a great product, great prices, very suitable for their travel agencies or companies. Then we hired a part-time suite. We actually hired two, one that was uh, originally from the south of Sweden and one that was from Stockholm, and that changed everything. They went out physically and met with the with the travel agencies, and they spoke a perfect Swedish, even with the local dialects. So we ended up doing the same thing in Norway, which is a bit more complicated because there are more dialects and there are a larger variety in culture, um, and there are so many reasons for this. But um, it it really made a very very big difference for us that we met the travel agencies, even though it's in the travel industry, which is very international and everyone speaks English um, and have a large cultural understanding. Meeting someone in their own language with a foreign brand such as Expedia is a massive uh, plus. And I think this is what differs us from our competitors. So when, when looking back at this, um, you're talking about the cultural 
different differences. Uh, what about uh, the booking differences? Can you see any uh, major changes between the three countries? Yes, and especially at the moment uh, where uh, traveling is, uh, to say the least, difficult. Um, we see and, and have seen this uh, since uh, the COVID situation started out that um, in Norway and in Sweden, they travel domestically. They, um, this is for many reasons, uh, geographically their countries are larger. Um, you can go from being in a metropolitan city and then you can go to the mountains. Um, so you have a larger variety, whereas Denmark just does not provide the same opportunities. I can see if you want to go from Copenhagen to Aarhus, you go home the same evening then. Um, and you don't do this, uh, a family holiday domestically in the same way. If you do, you book a summer house. Um, so generally we see a lot of domestic bookings in Sweden and Norway, where in Denmark it's only 1% of the bookings. In Denmark, though, we still see a lot of um, a lot of bookings to, for example, Africa or the Emirates or Asia, especially islands. Um, these are luxury bookings, high end. Um, Especially for Sweden, we don't see this at all, but this is mainly because the Swedes are banned <laughs> to travel to a lot of places. Um, when they do book uh, the Swedes, they book for um, next year. So it could be Q1 or Q2, 2022. So um, how does the summer look like <laughs> this summer? Uh, any differences uh, between the three countries? Yes. Um, the Danes are searching a lot. They're not booking yet, but they are searching a lot. They're actually searching so much that our sites have, uh, haven't been able to tolerate all the traffic a few times. Um, and we can see what they search for. Um, they are mainly searching for Europe, South of Europe. Um, they are very interested in a sub-brand that we have on Expedia called Verbo, uh, formerly known as HomeAway, which is an American uh, equal to Airbnb. Mm -hmm. but provides summer houses and accommodation um, everywhere in, in the world. Uh, so we even have summer houses in Denmark, we have in Southern Europe, um, a bit of everything. But basically you can, as a private homeowner, uh, put up your uh, accommodation on Expedia. It's a bit tricky to book, uh, but we're doing a lot of webinars because we see that there is a massive demand for it uh, and travel agencies still are in commission. So this is popular, especially for the Danes. Um, and except for that, we see uh, luxury holidays, uh, Zanzibar, uh, Maldives, uh, things like this for a, a very large sum. Um, the average booking value has increased by 40%. It's a bit difficult to see the trends now because we expect that people will actually start booking in the start of May for Denmark. And for Sweden, it will be later on. Perhaps it won't be before June, July. Last year, this time, uh, there was hardly any bookings at all. And all of a sudden, the government was uh, was changing it, and, and you could go to Greece. Do you see the same demand for Greece, for instance, as uh, we could see last year? No, no, we don't at all. Um, but there's a bit of a bias because, for example, these uh, destinations such as Greece are usually uh, owned uh, by larger, um, for example, TUI yeah. and things like that. So they, it's not because we don't have great contracts. It's just easier and it's okay for us because the value of the bookings typically aren't uh, super good. So um, 
when do you foresee as Expedia that uh, we will have a major spike? You're mentioning uh, May. Um, yeah, for Denmark, I feel very confident that people will start booking in May. But this is because we have a unique financial situation in Denmark as it is right now. People are getting their taxes paid out, um, which is unusually a lot of money. They are getting their holiday money out. Um, most of the Danes that work for larger companies were unionized, also getting an extra sum this year. Um, all these things combined with the fact that people are done renovating their kitchens. <laughs> and that they are eager to travel and they're starting to feel very safe because many are vaccinated. Um, I, I foresee that they will be booking in May, but traveling in July, August. Um, this could shift a bit. Uh, I think those who can will uh, move the season a bit. So they will travel in September. Um, but that's Denmark. Uh, Sweden is a big, big question mark, because it depends. As it is right now, um, it looks like most of the destinations are still banning suites, um, and there's a big political discussion whether or not they are allowed. Um, but with the vaccine passes, it would be difficult because Sweden is a bit behind on vaccination. Um, and we also see that the Swedes are usually very content traveling within their own country, or alternatively, they travel to Norway. So it depends. Um, for the Norwegians, it's more or less the same. They've been very quick at communicating to the public that uh, they asked them not to travel, and they've been very good at respecting this. Um, we see that there's a, a large interest in, again, high-end bookings. So we think that they will start booking in June as well, but they will be traveling in the end of the year or start next year. So whether or not they will be going on on actual holiday, like a family holiday to uh, the south of Europe, is uh, it's very unknown. It's based on how the vaccination program will go. Notoriously, the Norwegian traveler used to book uh, more star hotels than anybody else in yeah. Scandinavia. Do you see uh, still see the, the the same trend, or has it changed lately? You are mentioning that the Danes are now spending more money. No, it's absolutely the same. The Norwegians are still after quality, and it seems that they are um, uh, they're substituting quality with safety. Uh, if they used to book a four-star hotel, they will now book a five-star, and they feel safer doing this. We did a small survey um, among some of the travel agencies that usually sell uh, the U.S. and asked them what they were planning to do. Uh, half of them were planning to stay closed during the summer because they can get a compensation from the government in Norway. And the rest of them has changed the format. So they are offering uh, European bookings. But they say it was actually a problem finding these um, high-class hotels, so five-star hotels um, for their clientele. So um, all in all, how would you say that people should use Expedia now? You are mentioning that there are several brands and several things you can do. Uh, mm-hmm. What would you recommend for this uh, coming season to uh, to make use of? Um, well, I think the travel agencies are doing uh, and the companies are doing the exactly the right thing. They are booking with Expedia because it's uh, it's easy, um, and 95 of the hotels uh, offer a full refund. We've received a lot of praise uh, during the last lockdown because we were super fast at uh, hiring more staff into our customer service who also speak local languages, so Danish, Swedish, and Norwegian. This made a massive difference to the travel agencies who were busy and stressed out and uh, we uh, refunded them manually if uh, there was a a too long waiting line on uh, getting through by phone. So I think that we will 
benefit now because the travel agencies feel so safe with us. They feel that we took good care of them. We've changed the bit in the way we work. So, for example, if uh, you book something, you you pay up front, but you get a full refund within 12 hours. Um, so we are... Are really trying to match the demand and we are also able to personally go in and contact some hotels if they haven't put up prices yet uh, obviously around the world some hotels are still closed and they're a bit slow and up in updating their prices uh, they do that manually on expedia um so i think the the personal uh, part of the service that we provide is making a, a huge difference and and the travel agents are reacting to this by uh, by booking with us because they feel safe. Expedia is a US-based company. So how does the US market uh, look like right now uh, from here to the US or are there any things that we can learn from from the domestic US market? Uh, we see that in the US it's booming, um, but we don't really see the demand from uh, from Scandinavia. Um, I think the fact that the political situation has calmed down uh, would make a big difference. Um, the US is usually our... Our top uh, in our top three <laughs> categories of what we sell, but um, the bookings and the the searches we see for the US for now is for next year. So um, I, I think it's very difficult to predict on exactly that one because it depends a lot on vaccination, on the politics, uh, whether or not people feel safe. Um, and for now, it's it's not top of mind for uh, the Scandinavian traveler at least. So all in all, as a closing remark, uh, where should one go based on your experience uh, yeah. uh, f from the booking site? Well, if you want to travel for the summer, you should go to Southern Europe, no doubt. Uh, and you should uh, book an Expedia hotel because you're very safe in the fact that you can get a full refund. Uh, it's not difficult. It happens. You can actually request it automatically. Um, and all the hotels are uh, extremely efficient in being safe and keeping within regulations um, in regards to COVID. And it's easy to get home if anything happens, like we saw it last year. If you are okay in waiting, then you should wait a bit and you should travel to some of the Asian countries or uh, the US, but in, uh, in the new year. But you could book it now, so you're sure that you get a good, you get the hotel you want, you get a good room, um, and if anything changes, it's it's easy to change your booking. Has the prices anyhow changed uh, during the last few months? Uh, yeah, funny enough, everyone thought it would be cheaper, um, but it's not. It's uh, many of the hotels are staying to their prices, um, but a lot of them are a bit more expensive, and it's not uh, it's not a hygiene. Um, yeah, hygiene filter they're putting on that you're paying extra for. It, I think it was because the prices were too low as it was. So the, the industry, in a way, it needed a pandemic so we could get back to what is uh, actually a fair price for a, for a holiday. Hopefully the airlines will uh, tag along. Then uh, I would like to thank Mia very much for joining us today. And uh, it has been very interesting to to see how the trends are in, in, in Europe and, and uh, hopefully also we will, uh, we will see a spike in travel very soon. Thanks very much. You're welcome.
That was the end of this episode, and we thank Mie Wilson and Expedia for sharing some true insights based on their data. We from the Travel Plus Loyalty Podcast team wish you a very good day, and if you do travel, then we wish you a safe travel.